Biden and Trump. Pretty much uh, everyone is uh, resigned to that. Who's going to be running for election in 2024? Neither one are that appealing, apparently, to Gen Z voters. Uh, Let's find out what's going on um, with Lindsey Williams-Draft joining us now. Lindsey, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? I think we're okay. You are a political strategist. You you study these kinds of things. I know so many political strategists. It's not even funny. I don't know how you become that. You just kind of get to hang your hand, a, a, a thing a up. Of, it's a lot of doing. So, you know, you say study these things. I study them by doing them and uh, have been doing this for for a little over 20 years and it is it is not the same. This is not your uh this is not your mom and pop's Republican Party or Democratic Party anymore. It's a different election this time around maybe too. So is it a, it's a big turnoff to the Gen Z folks, eh? Yeah, I'll tell you, you know what's interesting is Gen Z in 2020, um half of them turned out to vote. You had a huge uh, number of of, of of, of young people turn out to vote in 2020. It was actually an 11 point increase over 2016, which is just remarkable. So what I think is fascinating right now is looking at that uh, historic turnout. And then four years later, rooting our conversation today in the fact that we're, we're seeing uh, suppressed voter turnout in, um, in, in amongst Gen Z voters uh, looking towards November. They're disaffected. They're not excited. Um, they're not motivated by what's happening. But, you know, at the top of the conversation, you kind of grounded us in, in, a, in a Biden-Trump narrative. And that is not exciting. It's not exciting to Gen Z voters uh, and, and, quite frankly, the majority of Americans. But that's why at the forward party, we're actually talking about local What's happening in local communities? What's happening in Lansing? There are 520,000 positions of elected office across the country. Mm. 70% of them go uncontested, which means if you're frustrated and you feel like things aren't getting done, guess what? Look at your city council. Look at your school board. Um, look at your local mayor's race. Um, that's where we have a huge opportunity to affect change. And I think if we look back at you know the, the the opportunity that we have with Gen Z voters, 41 million Americans in Gen Z, getting them engaged uh, locally is going to be a huge opportunity. If you have a strong American president, that, that you can see a difference there. But for the most part, do you think we've forgotten that things happen more on a local level and a regional level? Have we forgotten about representatives and all of that? Uh, or do they just not know how it all works? No, I think we have overly nationalized our politics. I think the media has over, overly nationalized our politics. You know, at Ford Party, we, we are talking about these state and local races. We're talking about the difference between, um, you know, Lansing and L.A., right? Like Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Lansing, not the same community. And that's okay. You know, as Americans, we, we cherish the fact that we are a broadly diverse nation. What we need to cherish and, and, and really encourage is, is broad diversity in our representation, not trying to put everybody in a, in, a, in a little tiny kind of bucket. Um, and right now those buckets are really only ex- representing the very extreme parts of our, uh, of our politics and our people. And, um, and so I think bringing things back locally is a huge opportunity. Do you think if we thought more locally, by the way, I want to get to the forward party and what, what that's all <laughs> about, but uh, do you think if we, if we thought more locally, brought things back uh, politically more locally, we'd find we have more in common than we, than we think? 
Oh, 100%, which is why so many local uh, seats for office are actually considered nonpartisan, um, because the whole point is getting things done. And that's what we like to think that, that we are at the Ford Party. We're the, we're the get things done party. Uh, mm. It's not about adherence to one particular policy solution. And by the way, I edited that for radio. Because... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, we are, we are a get things done party, and, uh, and, and there are so many opportunities where we can drive for solutions that aren't specific to, like I said, these little buckets of, 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 of specific policy solutions. Because what is right for Los Angeles is not right for Lansing, and that's okay. Um, and we can get back to local politics. If you think about the way we grew up and you read your local paper, like your local paper wasn't about like political mudslinging. It was about solutions. It was about what happened at the town hall, who got married, what happened at the football game. None of that was political. We don't have local papers anymore. Thank goodness you guys have local radio. It's super mm-hmm. important because this is where we come together as a community and we talk about the things that are important to us. And that's not what we're seeing on a national stage right now. But I don't think that's I don't think that's who Americans are. No, I, and I, I agree with you. And I when I took over this show. Uh, I literally said to the to the the management that that, that is here because we are a Fox News station, and I said if you're yeah. looking for the next Glenn Beck who comes on right after me, if you're looking for the next guy, you're, I'm your wrong guy. Not that I lean any any which direction. I just think we're all people, and we all want to look at being Americans, yeah. not black, not white, not Republican, not Democrat. Yes, we have our own beliefs. I happen to be pro-life and all of that, but. Uh, I think we have to look at, uh, like you said, on a local level, somebody's got to fill potholes. Somebody's got yep. to, uh, you know, somebody's got to watch out for the homeless and we got to figure out that problem. Things like that that affect us. High prices at the gas pump or at the grocery store. Yes, that is uh, determined uh, partially on a national level with inflation and stuff. Yes, of course. But it starts with your own representatives. And uh, I, I, I think that's an interesting take. Uh, Lindsay Williams Draft. Now you're the CEO of the Forward Party, but you're not running for anything, are you? I am not running for anything. My goal is to run other people. So at Forward, we are recruiting folks uh, up and down the ballot to run for office in 2024. Uh, we are not focused at the top of the ticket. That is, that's going to play itself out. What we're focused on is bringing people to the table who are going to run for office, uh, who are committed to shared principles and values. Uh, just just the ones that you were laying out just there, you know, a commitment to the rule of law, a, a commitment to upholding our Constitution, um, to, to, to seeking opportunities for consensus and common sense. And we know that all across America that there are people who want to serve, who are called to serve, upholding those values and principles. And then we're creating a home for voters. Forty-nine. We're talking about Gen Z. Forty-nine percent of Gen Z right now self-identifies as independent. They are leaving the two parties, the historic legacy two parties, at an unprecedented rate. We are creating a home for all of those individuals across America who say, you know what, I don't feel represented by the Republican Party. I don't feel represented by the Democratic Party. Um, But I'd like to be involved, and I'd like for my voice to be heard. And that's what we're building here. Um, And we're really, really excited. Um, So I, I I hope that Michigan voters will go to forwardparty.com and find out ways that they can get involved. Now, there are certain things, as, as we know, certain issues that are, for lack of a better term, divisive. Uh, and, yeah. and you should stick to your principles, uh, but uh, at the same time, remembering you represent the people, no matter who you are in office. But so how do you marry that idea 
without becoming sort of a milk toast kind of a candidate? Yeah, I think you have to look at what what's in the best interest of, of your own constituent base and your communities. And if you're trying to solve for um, an issue and and you look at it, look, let's look at women's reproductive rights. Right, I think, you know, that's probably one of the most divisive issues right now in our nation. And you look at very red states like Ohio and Kansas where lawmakers were driving for, for more restricted laws uh, as relates to access to, to women's reproductive health care. And when it went directly to the voters, when you actually took it to the voters in a ballot measure, overwhelmingly the voters actually uh, chose for a, um, you know, for broader access to women's reproductive rights and health care. And so what we're hearing from our elected officials in the, uh, in the policy solutions they want to be adherent to at the top is not necessarily what the people want. And so I think the best thing that we can do right now is elect people into positions of, of office who are committed to really understanding what their community wants, what the constituents want. We have a primary system in the United States of America, where uh, in 15 states, not Michigan, but in, in 15 states in the District of Columbia, you have a closed party primary system, which means you can only vote in that party's primary if you are registered for that party. That's about 10% of the voting population that actually turns out in that primary, and they tend to be the most extreme. So those folks are telling their elected officials, I want these really extreme solutions. I think compromise is a bad word. I don't want common sense solutions. I don't want consensus building. I don't want you to work across the aisle. If you do, I think compromise is a dirty word, and I will vote you out of office. So what ends up happening is these folks in positions of elected office don't go down into the broader swath of their electorate. They don't look across the community to say, what do you really want? How can I solve for what you really want? And, um, and, but, but they're incentivized to continue to behave in a way that only focuses on that small portion of the electorate. And, um, and so I think that some of these hot-button issues, as you said, if you really go down and look at what the people want, you'll find the solutions there. Yeah, and getting back to the abortion thing, I think part of that is branding. If you call it women's reproductive rights, it sounds, it sounds nice. It sounds, well, of course, I want my rights. But we forget about uh, there's, the, a little, know, there's a little person in there. Yeah, I mean, we could I mean, go on and on. Yeah, I mean the extremes have done. You know, they they have. There's a lot of branding here, right? Like we've yeah. got McDonald's, we've got Starbucks, and then we've got you know, defund the police. <laughs> oh boy, pro life. Yeah. I mean they they have they have they have bumper stickered our lives, and our lives are not governed on bumper stickers or T-shirts. These are highly complex issues, and we should create forums and environments and incentivize people to come together like grownups, like Americans, who you and I share this sense of optimism in terms of who Americans are. If you create that space, people will come together and they will find common sense solutions. But the reality is they don't fit on bumper stickers. They don't. Right. Well, and we've got to get to a point where we can have a discussion on facts and, yes, I think ideology without yeah. reverting to name-calling like extremes. I was called an extremist early on when I took over the show. It was really funny. Uh, I'm like the least extreme person you ever meet. Uh, and I always use the example of my friend Ryan, who is a Marxist. I do not subscribe to anything he thinks politically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he and I have very spirited conversations, and then right away we'll talk about our favorite coffee and going fishing. So I, I, I think we need to be able to say, yeah, we agree to disagree, 
and give our points and leave and go fishing. Or You know what I mean? So um, much more that unites us than divides us. There's so much more that unites us. And that's, that's across generation. That's across, um, you know, geography in our nation, across religious affiliation. I have the incredible privilege as a CEO at Forward to travel across the country and meet with people. Tomorrow I'm going to Raleigh, North Carolina, and our co-chairs of our executive committee there in Raleigh um, are as an African-American um, graduate student woman and a retired white uh, former male executive. And the two of them work together so beautifully. And they come to the table with very different ideas, um, but they come to that table with a commitment and a shared sense of purpose and value and principle. And I don't think they go fishing afterwards. I don't know. <laughs> hey, come on. Fishing's a great equalizer, man. Fishing's you know, you're catching equalizer. I'm not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what their equivalent of fishing is afterwards. But, you know, like it, it's all rooted in the, in the concept of, you know, that, that kind of concept of fishing. And it's just a beautiful thing. And, um, and because of that, they're attracting thousands of people in the state of North Carolina. Um, and we're going to be running candidates down ballot who are, uh, right. we're going to uphold those shared principles. And we're really excited. Lindsay, last thing, 30 seconds on this. Are we running the risk of not having Gen Z voters uh, grow up to be Gen Z candidates? I hope not. I hope not. I think if we can continue to focus on getting our politics back to local solutions, focusing on those shared values that you and I were just talking about, Gen Z are hopeful. They actually are an incredibly hopeful generation, which is why you saw that that absolute historic voter turnout in 2020. We just have to remind them of all the things they can be hopeful for. All right. Lindsay Williams Draft, CEO of the Forward Party. Uh, and on we go. Hey, thanks for your time thanks today. We'll stay in me. touch, all right? Yeah, all right, see you, kiddo. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Let's go fishing. <laughs> Catch that. 1320 WILS. Your morning wake up. Back in a minute.